what creates anxiety is not necessarily the situation, because right now in this moment, at least you and I and many people are okay. We're healthy. We're breathing. We have food. We have shelter. We're really good. But inside, our hearts can be beating out of our chest. Our stomachs are rumbling. Our head is spinning. So our body and our brain are, are acting like we're in crisis mode and we're not okay. That crisis mode, that panic mode is brought on by the thoughts. You're listening to the Soul Source Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Amel. Soul Source exists to share the stories that are influencing our world today. We're bringing you stories that you'll only hear here straight from the source who is being impacted and showing you ways that you can help make a difference as a result of the stories we're sharing. We're bringing you experts in government, climate change, race relations, cultural shifts, gender challenges, healthcare, and so much more. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're just getting started. And thank you for tuning in to Soul Source. Now, full disclosure, I want to let you know that we intended to launch Soul Source in the coming months. However, with what's been happening in the world today and in the United States specifically with coronavirus, we felt it was our job to launch this podcast now. So I'm coming to you from my living room. And I'm joined virtually today with our guest, Julie Fisher. She is a small business owner, therapist at Full Circle Counseling Services in Appleton, Wisconsin. Julie, thank you so much for being here today. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I just kind of want to ask you first off, while we're all staying home, doing our part to try to flatten the curve here with the coronavirus pandemic, first off, how is life going for you with all of the changes and, and the past few weeks? It's definitely up and down and a whirlwind. I am running my business day by day, seeing what's going to happen with clients um, in terms of their, their need or their desire to continue counseling. Um, so like everybody else, I'm just trying to do the best I can day by day and, and, um, take good care of myself and, and go forward through this. Now that day by day piece, is that, I mean, that's kind of the best way to go here, isn't it? It is. It really is because this is all unfolding in an unknown fashion for everybody. And as the pandemic unfolds with all these question marks at a pretty fast pace, then our businesses also have to kind of you know, address the, the day-to-day questions, um, how to navigate, how to pivot, how to flex, um, how to address the people that we typically help or products that we make or services we give. It's all, it's all ever-changing, and that is just disorienting, I think, for me, for a lot of people. Yes, yes. I mean, I've heard from several business owners, I'm going crazy <laughs> just trying to keep it all straight and keep it all together and shift so many things. Um, how do you keep a company up and running since you're an entrepreneur, business owner yourself? We're talking about business owners today. So how do you keep a company up and running when everyone is either they're either overworking right now because they're in high demand or they're working from home and remotely or there's just they've been sent home and, and the company isn't working? How do you deal with all of those different changes as a business owner? Mm -hmm. I think as a business owner, I try to deal with it the same way I do personally, because I've always, in my 20 years of being a business owner, I've noticed that there's a direct correlation between the health uh, of the business owner and the health and success of the business. 
So the best way I found to deal with times like this is to just take 10 steps back, get some perspective and focus on what it is I need personally um, and how I can get myself grounded and centered. What can I take control of both personally and in my business? What do I not have control of and how do I um, then address what I can and accept what I can't change? So I try to kind of just be authentic in both of those areas. That is some fantastic advice. And it takes a lot of self-reflection, I think, and awareness to, to know, to know those things. Exactly. And that, and, and um, I think that's what this pandemic offers us, even though it's not our choice, we can take this time, however, our situation has changed personally or professionally to take a few steps back and do that self-reflection, do that introspection and ask ourselves, what will work for me in terms of reestablishing some new routines and how do I do that? You know, how do I manage my stress? What's creating my stress? And that's going to be individual and unique to each of us. But then there are also some general guidelines that people can follow um, to figure that out for themselves in terms of what works. Along those lines, um, therapist, business owner, you're completely in the shoes of the people we're talking to today. So what is some advice that you would give to some business owners right now just to keep sanity? <laughs> yeah. So if they have a toolbox um, that they've used personally to handle difficult times in their life, unknown, challenging times, I would dig into that toolbox. Some people don't have a toolbox and they have to first get a toolbox and they have to insert some tools in there for um, keeping themselves healthy. So, you know, looking at ways to address physical, mental, emotional, interpersonal, all of those areas of your life, and then do what you can in each of those areas based on what you know works for you. Like maybe somebody has done yoga in the past, but they've moved away from it. Well, bring that practice back. Or I'm a meditator, and so I'm doubling up on my meditation, uh, and that is helpful to me. I'm making sure that I eat healthy. That's a huge piece for people in terms of mental health and emotional health. Um, getting exercise, moving your body on a regular basis. All those things can be simple, but really effective tools in your toolbox to pull out and double down on right now, um, mm -hmm. because that will give your brain a little clarity as a business owner and help you think instead of react. You'll be able to choose your path forward more than you maybe think you can. Yeah. Having control, learning to, learning to have control in such a, in, a situation we didn't have control over to begin with is just such a, such a cool thing. Um, how, how does a business owner know, uh, you know, if they're, if they're practicing these things and they're, they're building that toolbox, how do they know when I, I just need to take a minute for myself. I just need a break. That's a good question. I think that goes back to how well we know ourselves and how much time we take to introspect. So if you find yourself snapping at those people that you love, which nowadays is probably pretty common because we're all in close quarters. That might be a signal for you personally to just take a little time out, maybe take a walk outside, soak up some sunshine. Um, maybe for other people, they have physical symptoms, so more headaches or more digestive issues going on. Um, and if that comes up for you, then that maybe is your signal that I need to step away and, again, find a tool that works for me to help navigate through whatever stressors I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. And there's, I mean, there's something to be said, I think, for, for knowing that that's okay. Like, it's okay to take that time. 
I think in this unprecedented time, we need to just take away all expectations for our businesses, for our personal lives, and for our kids and what they're learning. Or, you know, we just really need to relax the standards because nobody knows how to navigate through this. And there is no one correct way. So if we can just figure out what works for us and what works for our, our family and for our business, then that's the best we can do. And trying to kind of accept the uncertainty as a fact and not rail against it or need to know everything, that there's a lot of peace in that too, kind of the whole mindfulness, right? Accepting what you, what you can't change and trying to at least be somewhat okay with it. Agreed. So, so, so agree. So, um, and speaking to that uncertainty piece, I mean, there are just so many questions right now, especially for a business owner, leader of a business in what is going to happen next? What does this mean for that? And, and, and what is the path forward? How do you keep yourself from getting overly anxious and, and just overcome with worry in the climate we're in today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think being honest with yourself and if you've got employees that you're dealing with, being honest and authentic with them, um, talking about your anxieties and all the unknowns like you just referenced, right? If this happens, then what happens here? Or if it goes this way, like getting that all out of your brain sometimes and just saying it is really therapeutic. That's a huge part of the therapeutic piece in the counseling work that I do. People are hearing themselves say things. And sometimes when they come out, they're like, wait, that didn't sound quite right. Like, I don't really believe that, right? So, but in our heads going round and round, it's like, that's really true. And we're playing out this horror story. Um, so we're magnifying and doing a lot of distorted thinking. So, you know, therapy is a good tool, a good friend to talk to if you can't make it into a counselor, but really just letting yourself process some of the thoughts and some of the feelings in an authentic way can probably help you figure out what to do next about it, if anything. That's interesting that, that you talk about, like, talk it out, get it out there. Don't bottle it up. Exactly. Because in this particular time with all these unknowns, um, there's a lot of emotion that I think people aren't aware of. I was reading recently about this being a time of grief on so many levels for a lot of people, loss of control. Um, there is loss of, you know, there's sickness and there's death and there's um, worry and concern about not just us, but the layers and levels beyond us, you know, worldwide. There's so, so much. So if we don't even recognize that there's grief, um, much less allow ourselves to express it, along with all of our other emotions, the anxiety and the worry, and um, then we do get sometimes physical symptoms, you know, our mental health symptoms can turn sideways and kind of take us with them. So yeah, acknowledging, figuring out, acknowledging, processing through, that's huge. You just said something that really piqued my interest is, is was the word grief, because like, like you think of grief, someone dies, you're grieving, but that, that didn't necessarily happen, but it kind of did. Explain to me a little bit what you mean there by grief. Yeah, so grief is just loss, loss or change of any kind, right? So it, for example, um, it can be a positive thing, like a child um, gets married or goes to college or, you know, yay, happy, good times, but yet everything changes now because my child is married or my child has gone to school. And so um, anything in our life that elicits a big change can have this kind of a grief process. This Now things have changed and I have this little space inside a hole that isn't quite the same. And with this pandemic, a lot has changed. Day to day has changed. Our short term future as we knew it to be 
might have changed. Our long-term fears and worries or our future is maybe changed. So, and it's not something we wanted or something right. we can stop or control. Loss of control in general, right? Loss of routine, loss of those daily creature comforts. Mm -hmm. They're all upside down, upended. And we're like, oh, that is just shot. so true. So, so true. And it's just, it's great to put it in perspective that way. Cause I don't know if people, you know, you don't know that you don't realize that. I don't think. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in addition to, you know, that grieving process and, and, and just the coping with all the changes, a, a leader of a company, you're the business owner, what, what actions and emotions can you do to try to keep all of your employees calm because they're watching you they're taking in every single thing you're doing and if if you're worked up if you're worried that's only going to invoke the same response in your employees and, and you don't want to do that so what is some recommendations you have there for for trying to help with that mm -hmm. i will go back to just being as authentic as you can be so if as the leader you're wanting to say to your employees look i i'm afraid right? I'm afraid of this. I'm worried about this aspect. I don't necessarily have a clear path forward at this point. Um, but here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to allow myself to process these feelings. I'm going to sort out my thoughts about it. And I want you all to do the same. I want you to take some time for yourself emotionally, cognitively, to figure out what your worries or fears are, what emotions you're experiencing. And then let's just, let's get together and talk, right? Let's go back to the 1970s and have a little kumbaya circle and let's, and kind of you're giving them confidence by saying, I'm, I'm a real person and here's yeah. how I'm feeling and here's what I'm thinking. And you all are too. And let's give us space and time as people and as a company to process through this before we have to have answers about what comes next because that's not realistic and trying to shove down your anxiety and play like I've got this all wrapped up as a business owner I think is just going to cause you more stress and not be relatable to the people you're trying to lead so I think just being honest and going forward together honesty really is the best policy here absolutely <laughs> and I think too like that human aspect because you know, there is as, as, a, as a business owner and as the boss, right, you're held on a, a higher level. So by by showing people that you are just like them, I think that really does help. Absolutely. And I'm all about small company, big company. I just wish and hope that more people in general will kind of practice what they preach. So if a company is saying to people, hey, do the work life balance then you're not working your employees 80 hours a week or expecting that, right? Or if yeah. you're saying, hey, we have this beautiful office space to go sit and relax, that you're giving your employees time to actually go sit and meditate or relax or do some stretching or working out. So, I mean, that's kind of equivalent to the way I would address this pandemic is just, you know, people need to take care of themselves and their, their loved ones, their own emotions. And when they do that and when you show them how to do that and give them permission to do that, your business is going to, you know, prosper because of it. That was exactly where I was going to go next is if your employees feel as though you're, you're being aware of their feelings and what's happening right now, and you're not just forcing work down on them, they'll actually be more willing to, to do more and go above and beyond for you because they, there's just that allegiance, allegiance there. 
Absolutely. There's the allegiance, and then there's also just they're actually healthier as a person, right? They've slept enough. They've taken time to eat and move their body and all those foundational pieces of good health and wellness that you have not only given them permission to do, but modeled for them. And then you're just going to be a healthy business going forward. Sure, for sure. So one of the things, if you're a business owner, is that you're a risk taker. And Mm -hmm. if that wasn't the case, everyone would do this. So that being said, what do you think about people taking risks right now, given the climate that we're in? I think if it's a well-calculated risk, I think if it's a decision um, as opposed to a reaction. So I would not act out of fear or panic and move quickly in any direction. Again, if you're giving yourself the time to calm your brain down enough and get rid of your distorted thinking, CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy is a great tool for that. Um, You'll be able to weed out what is the, you know, the panic and the worry and what thoughts are those creating and what are the kind of broader perspective thoughts that make more sense. So, yeah, I think if, if you arrive at the conclusion that this is a great time for me to take a risk or I'm going to go for it. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. Then do it. If on the other hand, it's something that you're going to push out of fear, I'd probably process through that and see what other choices you have to make. That is a great point. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that um, cognitive behavioral therapy? Is that what you just said? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it's a mouthful. And that's why we say CBT for short, Um, not CBD, CBT. Um, Basically, it is thinking about your thinking. So what creates anxiety is not necessarily the situation, because right now in this moment, at least you and I and many people are okay. We're healthy. We're breathing. We have food. We have shelter. We're really good. But inside, our hearts can be beating out of our chest, our stomachs are rumbling, our head is spinning. So our body and our brain are are acting like we're in crisis mode and we're not okay. That crisis mode, that panic mode is brought on by the thoughts. So if I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick and I'm going to, or my business is going to crash and I'm going to run out of money and then that's why our body is reacting the way it is. So CBT actually helps you hear those thoughts mm-hmm. and take those thoughts and then untwist them, get the distorted thinking out of the thought and make the thought more um, reasonable, more mm-hmm. true. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, listen, right now I'm okay. You know, here's a possible path forward. Here are some resources I could tap. Here are some tools um, that I could use. I guess instead of feeling like this, I can kind of feel like this, even though nothing has changed. Yeah, inserting some logic into the emotion. Exactly, so that the emotions don't drag us around, right? Processing the emotions in terms of what we talked about, the grief and the anxiety, getting real with that is is really important first. But then if you find yourself being drug around on a leash by your emotions, you want to cut the leash and say, wait a minute, like, yes, I can have these emotions and process through them, but... Also, they're not as magnified as I'm allowing them to be, and I can really cut them down to size and then just live with the reality. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, the heart racing and the mind on fire, that is, I mean, that's part stress, right? And whether you're working from home, you're not working from home, or anything in between, there's just no denying that there is a lot of stress out there right now. How should people try to manage that? What would be the best way right now since we're all stuck at home? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of individual for each person. Um, I know extroverts are going crazy looking for connection. And yeah. so, you know, the way they might alleviate some stress is, is really come up with a list of people to connect with and post that somewhere. So when they're really agitated, they can go to that list and they can FaceTime someone or text someone um, or, or talk with them on the phone. That might be a, a stress relief for them. Um, for another person, it might be, you know, getting outside and, and grounding themselves literally with a walk in nature. That might be a nice big, you know, exhale. Yeah, exactly. So I think, again, going back to if you have tools that have worked for you before, bring those forward. If you don't have tools, and a lot of people don't, especially with this level of anxiety, it's a good time to tap some resources. I mean, I'm obviously biased because I'm a mental health counselor, but that's what we're trained to do. And unfortunately, people don't learn a lot of these basic tools along the way in formal education. So I teach people mindfulness meditation or listening to guided meditations with apps are a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many ways to deal with stress um, once you know and once you've experimented and find out what works for you. Now, the other struggle is finding those ways to deal with stress and then finding the time to do those things. Because right now, a lot of us are locked down. Families, we love them. But too much family time, it can drive just about anybody crazy. How do you recommend that people juggle that taking that time for yourself, running a business, and just being aware of your own mental health and still having everybody home? The answer to that question is healthy boundaries. So starting with yourself, figuring out what you need, and before you explode, you know, you can recognize, oh, I'm getting agitated, or I'm biting people's heads off, I need some time for me. And so asserting that even with little kids, and certainly with other adults, might seem difficult if you've not done it before. But the more you do it, the more other people respect it, and the more you're able to do that for yourself. So when my kids were real little, exercise was important. And I would say, this is mom's time to get on my, you know, Stairmaster and go. And though they would interrupt, the older they got, not they knew, like, this is mom's exercising. And this is for mom's mental health. So we're going to leave her be and we're going to go play. So healthy boundaries and figuring out what you need and giving yourself permission to set those boundaries. You know, you talk a little bit about with what you did with your kids, but what would be some some quick tips you would give someone if they're trying to figure out how to do that? And maybe this is a new concept in setting these boundaries. What what can they do? How do you just, how do you start? Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess a good starting point is what what do you need? Like, what's one area you want some time for yourself, and what what are you going to do with that time? And then and then tap resources. Like I said, it might be you're going to flex your screen time rules and give your kids an extra half hour of screen time so that you can get the time you need. That's okay, especially now. Um, it might be that you have a partner you can tap or, you know, someone that can come in and give you some respite to watch the kids who, you know, is more in your immediate family with the social distancing. Um, but, yeah, I guess the starting point would be, you know, identifying what you need for yourself and then trying to figure out some ways to give yourself that time and space and, and relaxing the expectations around everything. Yeah. Yeah. Such, such great points. Um, throughout this podcast, we have been talking about mental health and it's just one part of your overall health, physical, mental, emotional, they all tie together to keep people happy and sane and just keep on moving forward. So when it comes to mental health, um, what, 
do you think is the reason that there is a hesitation there for people to talk about mental health when they don't have a problem talking about exercising and eating right? But if there's a struggle with mental health, it seems to be that there's just a little bit of a hiccup there. Yeah, I think it's a little bit left over from the, the days when they were really, it really comes down through the medical model. So, you know, counseling used to be about uh, a patient is sick, right? They were patients and they were sick. Something's wrong with their mind. So we have to fix them. And that's why I intentionally moved away from that model myself um, to try to alleviate some of that stigma. But I think some of it is leftover stigma from being mentally ill, as opposed to recognizing that most of us just struggle with things that we never learned coping tools for. Um, and the other thing is just, it's really hard to be vulnerable. It's really hard to say, I need help. Like it's easy for me on the therapist side to sit and say, I got all this together. But I tell my clients all the time, I'm going through the same things you are and I need my own resource people. So I think other, you know, up and coming generations are beginning to understand that this is about, it's still difficult to say, I need help. I'm vulnerable. Um, and I don't have the resources. That's a big courageous step to take. But I think more and more people are recognizing the value in that. Um, taking that time for yourself and going to someone who's trained to listen and provide the resources and tools. So it's more about a growth experience than it is about a deficit or something's wrong with you. Um, you know, leading by example is what we've kind of been talking about throughout this. And so you just mentioned that um, you're going through a lot of the same things that a lot of business owners are right now and that you need to, to take time and, and reach out. And so would you mind sharing some of the things that you're doing? Sure, sure. Um, I am one of the things that's a big saving grace for me is exercise. So as soon as my gym closed, I went and stocked up on more resources for working out my weightlifting and got an elliptical because I knew that if this was going to go long term on a regular basis, I need to move my body. Uh, walks out in nature are great for me. I live in a very rural um, area of New London. And so just see the wildlife, listen to the birds um, as often as I can get out and take a walk. I'll do that. I have doubled down on my own meditation. Um, so, you know, making sure I get that in every day, maybe a couple times a day, um, using CBT. So writing out my thoughts and worries and recognizing how they're distorted and shifting them to calm myself down, uh, staying connected to people that I know are going to be supportive, um, all those things, setting healthy boundaries with my kids and uh, for myself, uh, trying to do a combination of all those and really keeping the focus there instead of spinning out with not knowing what's going to happen with my businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And we had talked a little bit about that um, beforehand, but um, I think that it is a little interesting, you know, sharing really truly showing that you are just like everyone out there. You were telling me before that you have some of those same fears and worries right now because you work with people and right now people are pulling back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that at some point people will hopefully be able to ground themselves and get back to the counseling processes that they've used before. But right now, you know, my private pay clients are locking down and I understand that they don't have the resources or their jobs are threatened. And, you know, insurance companies are not all covering telehealth, despite what they're saying out there. Um, they're not really covering it. So my business is just lots of time on my hands, lots of worries and fears. And it can be different for different therapists, depending on how they position their business or if they're in a large center practicing. But this is the reality for me, and I don't know what's going to happen going forward. 
but I have, you know, can figure out after I've taken good care of myself, what are some next steps I can take to see how this will all unfold. And that's the best I can do. And it has to be good enough for me and everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's so awesome to hear your story so that people can realize that really, truly, they are not alone right now. There's a lot of people in the same boat with the same fears. And then really it's just take care of yourself so you can take care of everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, you know, with, the, with like shifting the thoughts, one of the things you can do to actually make this a beneficial time is recognize the good things about this, right? I mean, yeah. the, the extra time that people do have with families to connect and the kindness and consideration, you can find those stories if you look for those instead of all of the horrifying news stories that are out there. Um, there's a lot of things that this pandemic has brought to light that need to be addressed individually and as a society, like slowing down, you yeah. know, reprioritizing our values, taking care of everybody, not just me and more money, me, 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 but like I need to go get food for someone who can't go out or I need to give someone some money who can't pay their rent, right? All of these are really, it's a good opportunity to take a look at what we want to have happen when, when all the dust has settled and um, how we want to go forward, you know, as people and as, as a country and as a world, I think. To that point, because you brought it up, so now um, I'm going to ask the question. Uh, do you think that there will be a shift in the world, and do you think people will come together a little bit more and, and kind of get out of that me-me mindset when we're on the other side of this? I hope so. I'm an eternally optimistic person, I guess, but I hope so. I, I think that even prior to this breaking open, we were starting to move in that direction or a faction of people. Um, that no longer can be silenced, we're starting to kind of say, and, and, you know, in some cases, your generation and younger are saying, like, this is not okay. The world we're living in is not okay. And and they're being heard. And I don't know how that's going to play out, but that in itself makes me hopeful. And I try to be a part of that group of people that say, you know, we can and we need to change things so that they're more equitable for everybody moving forward. Um, so I'm hopeful. I don't know, but I'm hoping. Keeping the hope, that's, that is an important part of staying positive right now and as well as just trying to manage everything day by day. So if you had to give people their top three tips on let's, you know, keep running a business and, and staying sane in your household and managing all the stress, what would those top three things be? I'm going to start with the number one tip that I always go back to as a holistic practitioner, which is cover all those areas of your life. Hit the foundational pieces of wellness from the good nutrition you're putting in your body every day to moving your body to adequate sleep to some form of stress relief. That is the, the number one thing I think that I would do. The number two thing I think is stay connected so that you can allow yourself to process your feelings, your thoughts, um, you know, and know what they are and how to work, work forward through them. Um, I guess the number three thing is just to, to learn to, kind of get into that mindfulness space and accept what you can't change instead of railing against it. Um, once you've processed some of the feelings and thoughts, then it comes to, okay, this is where it is. It is what it is. And so how, how do I want to intentionally move through this? And if someone needs to talk things out a little bit more, um, especially those business owners out there who have so much going on in their head right now, um, where can they go? What sort of resources are available specifically for business owners that can help them wade through all the noise? 
Yeah, and again, I'm biased, of course, because of what I do, but I think I think business owners are a great population to get into counseling and probably one of the least populations to do that or less likely because, because they're a goer, they're a doer, they're a fixer, right? I am too. So it's even harder for them to make that call or send that email and say, I need an appointment, but it's really critical to give themselves the time and space to do that, just to do some self-reflection and come up with a plan of action for themselves before they try to lead a business. So um, I would say counseling is a huge resource. There are apps that I mentioned that can help with stress. Um, Calm, C-A-L-M, the Calm app is okay. one. Headspace is another one that teaches meditation. And Insight Timer is a great one with thousands of meditations on to listen to and to learn more about. So, you know, from technology to, to counseling to staying connected to other business owners to talk things through. I think all those are some ideas people can pursue. Those are some great resources. And Julie, I can't thank you enough for being here today, sharing this insight. I think the information you brought to light today is really going to be helpful to a lot of people out there. Well, I was happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. And I hope it can be helpful to whoever happens upon this. Take care and stay safe and healthy. Thank you. You too. If you like what you heard, keep listening in because SoulSource is just getting started with the stories you will only hear here. We have many more interviews with those impacted by the coronavirus and how as a community, which let me just say, the one cool thing with the word community is that unity is right there at the end of the word. And so we are talking about ways that we can unite together and come out stronger and better on the other side of this pandemic. So keep on listening, keep tuning in, and we'll see you next time.